Welcome, everybody, to a, another episode of Beyond the Shadows. I'm author and ghost historian Mike Ricksecker. With me, as always, is Shauna Wankel, chat shenanigator from Edge of the Rabbit Hole, a fantastic writer in her own right. She's waving. She's sharing things out, uh, which is what I attempted to do here a moment ago, and I got it out to one place but failed in the other. So I'll do this right off the bat. This episode of Beyond the Shadows is brought to you by Haunted Road Roast. It helps you hunt ghosts. There you go. I know Tim Schoen is happy to hear that. We also, you guys are very familiar with our mascot, Ghosty, and he's been around for quite a while now. has his own Facebook page, which is Ghosty HRM out there on Facebook. Um, we post selfies with Ghosty all the time. We have some pictures from a cemetery this weekend to, to post to him, but Ghosty has a new friend, and so this is Georgie. <laughs> Georgie is from uh, Dark House of Paranormal down there in Florida, Ken Pike and Rio Yudasado, who are also of the band Firesphere, which play absolutely fantastic music. We love yes. them. Um, and Rio actually does the uh, the opening theme here for Beyond the Shadows. And actually, people don't even realize this, Friday Night Ghost Rides. Mm-hmm. So thank you guys for that. So now... Uh, no, Ghosty has a friend. There we go. All right. <laughs> so we got that stuff out of the way here. Let's kind of crank into the show here. So we're going to be talking about dreams and premonitions, the dream state, what these different uh, things could possibly mean. Um, could you possibly be haunted by your dreams? Are you getting messages within your dreams? There's a lot of different uh, possible interpretations of this type of activity. And I think we've both experienced some odd dreams here so we can start with the odd one that i had the other day and just kind of like roll into yeah so this is really strange um i had this i had a dream um i've had actually several dreams throughout my life that ended up being uh premonitions i'll start with that actually and you know different things like um I'd have a, a dream of a house that was haunted and end up, you know, exactly at that house investigating it like months later. And it was like the first time I ever stepped into the house, I had no idea what it was until I walk in. It's like, wow, this looks very familiar. And I'm walking through the upstairs. It has the staircase that goes down back into the kitchen the exact same way. The whole layout's perfectly the same. The areas that were haunted. I've, I've had dreams like that before where, you know, and there's no set pattern. Like if I have a dream about something, it's going to happen a, a couple weeks or a couple months later. It's some of its years, some of its days, some of its, it's like that. But I also think we get some other different messages from our dreams as well. Maybe it's from a loved one or um, from, maybe it's, maybe it's from a place that we've investigated and something's kind of attached to us. I think we'll talk a little bit about that here in a bit. But um, so this dream has kind of set us off on the topic for this evening that I had, um, I think it was two nights ago. And what happened was, first off, when I started off this dream, I, I was not myself. I was actually a woman. <laughs> so go figure that. Um, you know, I kind of almost, well, I didn't even think about it then, but thinking back on it now, I could have had that, uh, you know, uh, Scooby-Doo moment from the actual mm-hmm. movie Scooby-Doo with Freddie Prince Jr. and Sarah Michelle Gellar where uh, he's like, Oh, I could I could check out myself naked. I mean, I didn't have that moment in the dream, even though I was a woman. Um, in any case, I digress. <clears throat> <laughs> so 
what was going on was this water was crashing in front of me repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. It was getting closer and closer. It was like I was in this box. And what this was, it was getting closer and closer and faster and faster and faster, was this thing called the infinity. In my dream, that's what it was called. It was called the infinity. I knew that's exactly what it was named. And as it got closer and closer and closer, I was seeing these messages um, just flash across like this, the splashing water. And it ended up enveloping me, and I was gone. I was done, and I came back. Um, and where I came back to was this, it was, I was inside this building. I don't really know what the building was. It had multiple levels. Um, I was talking and conversing with people that were uh, within this building, meeting some different people. Uh, one in particular came into play later on in the dream. Uh, but then I was in front of this quote-unquote infinity thing again. This time it was snow. And the snow's crashing and crashing and crashing in front of me and billowing up. And again, it's kind of like this box thing and it's surrounding me and it's faster, 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 faster as it's getting closer to me. And again, I'm seeing these messages kind of flash within that really quickly. And I know in my mind that these messages are supposed to be important, but they're going by so fast they're really hard to read. Again, it envelops me and I'm gone. I come back yet again to the same building. Uh, but this time it's like I have a little bit of a different purpose where um, I'm supposed to be doing something to kind of save the people that are within there. And there's this one guy that I, I grab, like, okay, he's he's a person I need to save. He actually was from earlier in the dream when I was in the building, and he was a guy that I didn't really care for, but it's like, well, but we need to save his butt anyways for whatever reason, <laughs> so come on along. And as he's like, okay, sure, I'll come along, um, I look at him, and I'm like, do you really want to be dressed in that Let, and have that be your forever clothes? As if wherever we're going to, we're going to the infinity, that... <laughs> If he's wearing whatever he's wearing when he gets zapped by the infinity, that's what he's going to be wearing for like, not like the rest of his life. It's like for the rest of eternity, forever clothes. So he does like change real quick, which was kind of weird because it was kind of like, you know, real quick. Um, so we're headed off to the infinity now. I'm taking him there. And this other person comes along and hands me these documents. And I'm looking at them. One's, one's typed out, one's handwritten. Um, they're kind of doing the same thing where they have three different languages and it's almost kind of like the Rosetta Stone where it's the same stuff written in three different languages and you can use those to, um, to translate. And I know that these documents had something to do with those messages I've seen flash across the screen in the infinity. Um, dream ended not long after that. There were some other strange entities kind of walking around this building and I was trying to help him get past because some were some were nice, some were not. And um, it was kind of like as these one strange creatures were walking by and they were okay, they weren't going to bother us. And I was leading him out to go to the infinity. It's kind of where the whole thing ended. So um, I know very strange, very odd dream, but you can't help but think that this has something to do with the way the universe works. I mean, obviously infinity sounds like some sort of, you know, higher power um, you know, another type of a name for, you call it the universe or whatever. Um, and perhaps a strange messages or something, you know, kind of like almost a hidden knowledge that we're all trying to figure out. So, um, very odd, very strange, but I think it was one of those dreams where you're, you're getting some messages about how the universe really works, even though there's all this weird other crazy stuff going on within there.
what do you think you thought it was like very movie-ish yeah you know that's something that they make movies out of yeah yeah so and that's about what she's had to say about <laughs> it I, about she I hasn't really say. told me that i'm off my rocker <laughs> or anything like that um no but you know maybe you were just given some cool mysterious answers that everybody's looking for Maybe your spirit guides are going to start talking to you and giving you all the answers. Oh, now you're just making fun of me. No, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, maybe maybe this is the first step of um, your sixth sense opening up a little more. Maybe your spirit guides are going to start talking to you now. Talk into the microphone. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, maybe your spirit guides are not going to hear you. <laughs> maybe your spirit guides are going to start talking to you now. Maybe they've always been talking to you, but maybe, maybe you're going to start listening. Because I haven't been listening already? I don't know. Do I listen? She doesn't think I listen. So, um, you know, those memes where they have, you know, my spirit guide probably drinks a lot mm -hmm. or my spirit guide probably goes like this all the time or that's probably my spirit guides. <laughs> Could be. Andrew Cox was calling it my matrix dream. Adam Tiller says about a quarter of the stories in his book are about a dream. He says he's a vivid, lucid dreamer. Tom McNicholas, I have a dream about myself floating over sand and keep speeding up and never making marks in the sand. Interesting. So, um, Tammy Heitzman, maybe you're a woman in another life. <laughs> well, it's always possible. Um, I, I think that, sure, from lifetime to lifetime, you could change genders. Sean has probably been a guy at some point. Oh, I'm, I'm sure of that. <laughs> I'm positive of that. So, all right, so I shared one of my strange dreams, and it could be interpreted many different ways. But you've had some dreams in which um, you know, possible people, um, like human spirits, have come through in your dreams. And I believe in visitations mm -hmm. from dreams. That's, that's another... Uh, function of of a dream state you know that the one we were just talking about was more you know receiving messages but visitations is another way that dreams can uh can work i wish that i would get there there's some visitations that i've had that i wish that i would have had during my waking hours um just because you know, all, all of the cool stuff happens in dreams, seems like. Um, There's a lot I've of cool never, stuff that happens. You fly in dreams. Yeah, that's cool. I don't. You don't. I probably don't because I fear have a fear of flying in reality. This is too. true. So, um, yeah, I mean, you know, I've, I've had more recently, really, that I start having the visits in dreams. Um. I never really had those before. Um, nobody ever really visited me that had died that was close to me before until now. So um, I don't know why that is. I don't know if it's because uh, I think I'm pretty open to that kind of stuff. But maybe I'm more open in my dreams than I am in reality. And that's why it happens there. Because you're not as, not so much on your guard you know, I think that any people that don't experience things in reality, 
that are experiencing them in their dreams is because their shields or barriers are up. Their filters during waking hours. So maybe when they're sleeping, they don't have those anymore. Yeah. I think people that, um, I think the skeptics of the world, I think they probably <laughs> have really good dreams. I think they have the really crazy stuff. That's like, no, but I can't tell anybody, you know, because then people think crazy. Well, yeah, because they're supposed to be skeptics, so they're right. not supposed to believe in all that. So it's just a dream. Yeah. It's just a dream. Yeah. It was just the, the mind playing tricks on you. So, but, um, yeah, I, I, I certainly believe that um, in, in a dream state, you could be more open. Um, that, yeah, while you're going through your daily life, you probably do have a lot more guards up. Mm-hmm. That would make a lot more sense. I mean, I've, make a lot I've of had sense. some, and I've mentioned them, I've mentioned some dreams before on here, but you know, I have had some weird stuff happen. Well, here's some, here's an interesting comment. Your sister, Sherry says, you used to visit me a lot in my dream, Shauna. Were you astral projecting into her dreams somehow? I don't know. No, not on purpose. Did you ever have dreams where, I mean, you probably had dreams of your sister, right? So, I mean, maybe you guys were sharing dreams together and didn't even realize it. We had a shared spider dream the other day, other we night. did? What? Yours was terrible. I mean, mine wasn't great either, but... Yeah, that was Ugh. the one. Oh my gosh. Yeah, I, I forget exactly what yours was. I remember we shared a spider dream, but mine was like it was tearing my face off. Like literally, it's like you were, it was like I walked right into it and I'm like tearing the thing Ugh. off my face. And it's like I'm tearing it. Sorry, but it was, I was seeing people, tr- people try to say that you only see black and white in dreams. No, because I was actually seeing red blood coming off of my face. It was nasty. This was this was probably like a week ago or something. Yeah, all of my dreams are in color. But you had some a sort of spider interaction within that dream. I did. And, and, yeah. So we're yeah. So in a sense, we were sharing at least a topic of a dream together. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, we have some uh, comments and questions from the chat. So from Kathy Siliento, Mike, in your dream, did you know what infinity looked like? Um, Infinity in that dream was basically, I think it was represented by the water and it was represented by the snow and how um, all-encompassing it was, how how fast it got, how, um, you know, just how it just completely surrounded me. So I think that was kind of the idea, you know, that it was like almost this limitless power, um, this vastness of it, this great i mean it was large and overwhelming so i think that was kind of the idea of what it was like you know it's infinite water crashing in front of you infinite snow crashing in front of you and around you really because like i said it was kind of like you were in a box and it was just kind of getting closer 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 faster 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 so that's that's kind of what it was i think it was more of a sense of something and not that you you saw this bright light or you know an old man or whatever it is, you know, it's not that it's just this, I don't, I don't even know what you want to call it. Just this existence of something that's there. So, um, yeah. And if, if, 
if there's a higher power in the universe, that's probably kind of what it is. So, um, Tanya Sargissian, I dreamt about my sister's death before it happened. I, I think a lot of people have those type of premonition type dreams. Yeah. Um, we'll talk about some premonitions here in a little bit. Um, Robert Hanna asks, are sleep paralysis the same as these kinds of dreams? So sleep paralysis, I get into this a lot in the shadow person book. So the medical community likes to say that when you wake up and see a shadow person, that it's a result of sleep paralysis, that you are still partially in a dream state, that your body is locked still because there is an actual uh, biological function that keeps you paralyzed while you're dreaming so that you don't act out your dreams uh, while you're in bed. Um, and then there's times where you wake up and that paralysis is still in place your mind is still going within the dream and supposedly these shadow people are supposed to be that dream. The problem I have with that, of course, is that we don't just dream about people. Uh, we dream about all kinds of different things. Um, I mean, I just talked about water and snow and papers and, you know, this sort of stuff. Um, I've never seen any of that stuff manifest itself in my room. Um, or I told you about this one with, uh, I had another Motley Crue dream <laughs> with, uh, it was just a quick one uh, with Nikki Six and Mick Mars and we were in a garage. We were uh, getting these motorcycles together and we were going to ride them out of the garage and we were setting up these little fires to kind of like ride through a gauntlet of fire. Never seen motorcycles. Yeah. Never seen motorcycles manifest in my room, nor Nikki Six or McMars, <laughs> um, or fire or anything like that. It's always a, a person, you know, um, and that's that's what's reported as an actual person. So they're separate things. Uh, sleep paralysis is an actual uh, biological function. I've I've experienced real sleep paralysis a couple of different times. Never saw shadow people during those incidents, and I've also seen many shadow people without even being anywhere close to being asleep. You know, we're walking around. If there's a shadow person, all right. So. Um, and like I said, I'll get a lot more into that in, uh, with my, uh, book, a walk in the shadows that's coming out later this year. And if you've seen any of the shadow people video, I'll talk about this, uh, pretty extensively on the Hunter Road media YouTube channel. Um, Tanya Rogers, the same thing, had dreams of my, uh, brother after his death too, my grandmother too. So yeah, visitations. Um, I mean, I've, I've had visitations, uh, well, at least one visitation from my grandparents. So um now you've had um dreams of you've done investigations of people from that investigation like you've had dreams of byron right mm -hmm. yeah so you want to talk a little bit about that um back when whenever the cafe was still functioning still open uh, i used to have dreams about Byron as if he didn't already visit you know my house enough um, and then I saw him all the time or was around him all the time at the cafe um, but he would sometimes you know visit me at night too when I was dreaming and it, it wasn't even anything really dramatic it was just kind of a hi you know here I am <laughs> uh, which is kind of cute you know um, nothing creepy, just, just a high. And 
And I don't know if it happened that way because he wasn't really so comfortable with showing himself in reality. So, you know, like I said, he had really only done it like a couple of times um, where it was just me, but I was very seldom alone. And so I don't know if he chose to visit in dreams because I was the only one there. So I don't know if it's a comfort level thing, if that's why things like that happen in dreams. Um, it seems like it's the majority is um, child spirits that visit me in my dreams. So I kind of wonder if maybe that's why. It could be. Could be. I mean, you grew really close to him, you know, as a spirit. And, um, you know, he was visiting you at the house. So to visit during the dreams as well could very well be. Now, was I, 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 if I'm clear on the story, that was also kind of happening here with the boy from the cemetery, right? Yeah. And I don't even know what he, I, well, I wouldn't know what he looks like. It's not like we've been able to find any pictures. Right, yeah, know. there have been no pictures of him. Um, would love to see a picture of him because, you know, to match what I'm seeing with the actual an actual documented picture of what he looked like when he was alive because um so far we haven't found any and but he's the only it's the only family that they were really you know have a connection with from that cemetery so it would make sense that that's that's who it is um uh same thing with vandalia yeah, the boy from Vandalia. He was yeah. he was showing up in your dreams. So it seems like there's these young children that you connect with, and then start. Well, some of them followed you home, uh, or they visit you within your dreams. Yeah, it, and then there's sometimes random, you know, knock knock knock, you know, visits. The the ones that make me wonder. You know, my hearing voices, what's going on? <laughs> because, you know, it literally feels or sounds like someone's knocking inside my head. And then it's like, you know, it's like my inner self is looking through this little peephole. Oh, yeah, it's you. Okay, come on, <laughs> you know. Um, That's an interesting analogy through a little peephole. Yeah, except for... Uh, I've been able to block it out when I'm driving because okay. I've noticed that whenever it does happen, I'm just kind of in a zone for a minute. Um, usually it seems like it lasts longer than it does, but I think literally it's probably just a few seconds or whatever, but it's always really frustrating because I can't hold a, I can't hold on to it any longer than that. And B there's still no way to turn up the volume. Like anytime yeah. I've seen him, his lips still move, but there's no sound coming out. And I don't know if that's intentional on my end, like I have some sort of block, or it's intentional on his end because he just can't. It's interesting. And that's another thing, because Byron is the only voice that I've heard. Oh, you haven't heard the other speak? No. Okay. Mm-mm. You've heard Byron, but not the others. The others mm-hmm. just, what they appear and they're just standing there? Is that? Yeah, the one of them, the one from Vandalia is standing there in the room. Um, and then, you know, his lips are moving, but there's no sound. And then, but it's so weird because, um, well, with all of them, it's so weird because 
you know, I feel like I'm there and I feel like, um, it's like if you're standing and you have a video camera and you're moving around, like you can pan, you can do movvement, but you can't see yourself. But you can watch their eyes track you. And it's oh, like, interesting! That is so that's kind of creepy. I don't even. That's a little creepy. Yeah, it, it is really creepy. Um, that's so, it's probably going to be in the book. Your, It'll your sister be in the book. says. Your sister says instead of through the rabbit holes, through the people. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but so. you know, if anybody ever has had any you know experiences like that, you know, tell me because it's weird. It's really weird when it's happening. Then when I wake up, it's like. Ugh. You know, yeah, that's that's like, interesting. Man, that's creepy. Yeah, you know, it's like they can just see, but I can't see me. But it's just it's it's like holding a video camera. It's like how your view mm-hmm. changes when you have yeah. a video camera. But it's weird. Or kind of like those old paintings where it seems like the eyes follow yeah. you, kind of like that. Yeah, Byron, I have a feeling his voice uh, I'm able to hear only because you know we had an EVP of it the one time, so mm-hmm. I know what it sounds like, and I know it's him. Well, and you'd been there so many times and you probably developed a tighter bond with him. Yeah. So I've, I've heard his voice a handful of times um, in EVPs, but we've also heard him out loud also. So, like as a disembodied voice. Yeah. So okay. that carries over. You know, I think he knows that, you know, we've heard him. And I've told right. him, it's like, we would take the audio recorder back inside the cafe or cue it up on the computer and play it and be like, that's you. <laughs> that's you, isn't it? You know, that's what you sound like. That's you. And um, ap- so he's like, oops, you know, I've been caught, you know. Gotcha. And, okay. And uh, I don't know if he got grounded for that or not, but <laughs> um, which is a good, it, it's a good um, method to use if you have EVPs. Take them back to where you got them from and be like, you know, this, you know, I asked whoever is in room, you know, I asked a question and this is the answer I got this is the voice that I've got if you can hear that you know who is this so you know let them hear you know this is you you know we recognize you now we know this is you so you know you're not just this you know random footstep random voice anymore you know we see you now you know we hear you Cool. So some interesting comments and questions out of the chat. So Troy Klein is down in there, psychic medium out of Maryland. Worked with him uh, <clears throat> a couple times before. Uh, great guy. He uh, says, I've experienced sleep paralysis several times. I've also experienced shadow people, however, never together. And that's an excellent point that I make in my book is that rarely do people that report them ever report them together. They can happen together, but it's a lot more rare than what the medical community likes to make out. The, the medical community likes to make out that this is this is it. This is what happens all the time. And I actually, when my, when my book comes out, you'll see it where I, I dig up one of their papers that talks about this. And it's like, here's what they say, but here's what everybody's experiences are. So... So thank you, Troy, for chiming in on that. Um, a couple of people are asking this question. Nick Moulin, I think Robert Hanna asked the same thing. Uh, would you consider sleep paralysis as somewhat of an unintended attempt to astral project? Um, great question. So I, I mean, because I haven't, it's, it's hard for me to answer because I haven't been able to successfully astral project, but I came close once and 
it was it was unintentional. I didn't know what in the world I was doing. I was a teenager. Um, I was trying to play with the dream world. That was my intention. I had seen the movie Dreams, Dreamscape, uh, the one with Dennis Quaid, and how he would kind of go into people's dreams and stuff like that. So I was trying to play with the dream world. And so I was laying there in my bed. I was still, I, I wouldn't say I was paralyzed. Um, I just ended up putting myself into a meditative state not really even intending to go there. I was just trying to do the dream thing. And, but that's where I ended up. And it seemed, it got to a point where it seemed like I was on this roller coaster, like up and down, up and down, or it was like waves in the bed, or, you know, it's kind of that effect. And then it got like a little bit of a electric type feel. And that's where I just kind of like, I, I was, I got scared basically, you know, I was like, oh my God, what the heck is going on? Um, and so I snapped out of it from what I've learned uh, later on after the fact. Basically, I was right on the cusp of astral projecting that I was about to have an out-of-body experience. So, And now anytime that I've tried to go back, I just fall asleep. <laughs> I yeah. can't do it. <laughs> yeah, so so tired now that if I were going to try to do it, I would fall asleep. God, I should have tried it last night because I couldn't fall asleep last night. No, like at... Um, spook show con just this past weekend you know the 15 minutes that i was uh laying there mm. for the, the chakra balancing that uh becky did on and becky castillo yep. and uh i could have fallen asleep like i had to they had to really focus on not falling asleep too but if you've never had your chakras balanced before do it it is so cool. it's really interesting it's cool it's that really was my first one yeah, because I was feeling a lot of stuff like in the chest and then kind of up and down. And then I was feeling this burning of the throat. I know this is off topic, but, you know, I didn't tell her anything when I sat up and it was all done. She started telling me what she was getting and it just coincided chest, the up and the up and down and the, the throat and all that. And I was like, wow. OK, mm, mine did, too. Um, I my eyes. So I wasn't watching her, but all of a sudden I could feel my heart beating in my stomach which was where one of everything else was five and my chakra was mm-hmm. that one was blocked and so you know when she was trying to clean and then it stopped um very cool it was very cool i would recommend it absolutely so we uh, that was that was a good question nick and i think it was robert um so Tim Schoen, I occasionally dream of my childhood home with me as a new owner. Sometimes in the dream, the house catches fire and burns down. Often I awake not long after and feel quite shaken. Given that it was where my mother and I lived and she has been deceased for eight years, what could this represent? So this is getting into like dream interpretation. Um, I don't necessarily interpret dreams well. I mean, I have a lot of crazy dreams. Um, and a lot of times I, I'm asking the same thing to other people. What do you think? Um, I mean, th- this one that I had with the infinity, that seems kind of like blatant to me. But um, with something like this, um, I mean, you certainly have a, an attachment to there. And, you know, with, with your mother being gone for eight years, it could just be that your subconscious is telling you, um, you know, that you need to let go of part of that past. Maybe you've you've been hung up on it too long and it's keeping it's holding you back from doing certain things with your life so maybe the burning down is representing you need to you need to let go of some uh, attachments to the past so mm-hmm. what do you think that was going to be what i said okay so, well there we go yeah. 
Yeah. All right. There we go. Dream interpretation. Who knew? Um, so, uh, Melanie Baggy, uh, do you know what a dream from the perspective that you're watching yourself from above means? Um, that's kind of like an out-of-body experience. Yeah, that's because I always describe astral as you're connected to the core, but you're able to see yourself and, you know, do other things. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, um, yeah, I've heard of the silver cord being attached. Although people, what's interesting is when I've heard the stories of people seeing themselves from above, they don't actually see the silver cord then. When they go off to other places and astral project to like other parts of the world or even sometimes the universe or whatever, that's when they see the silver cord. But when they're like hovering above, not so much. And I've heard a lot of interesting stories about, you know, seeing your spirit guides and, you know, all kinds of uh, things like that. We've done a show on astral projection when we were inside the Upside Down. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, it's something that I've, I mean, I've done some research on because I've wanted to, you know, try to do more of it. I've just been unsuccessful at actually doing it. So, um, see what else you guys got. Um so Marcellus Walensky, do you think Reiki or other types of meditation skills open up your mind more to paranormal activity? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Um, certainly. And even like, well, with you just having your first paranormal experience opened you up to more paranormal activity. Yeah. Because before that I had nothing. Um, nothing. When I say nothing, I mean nothing. Like I, the closest thing I got to anything paranormal was watching Scooby-Doo and that was it. That was it. Um, but it wasn't until, uh, living in a haunted house and having my first experience and it just snowballed from there. Um, and then there's other, you know, random significant things that happen that just opens things up a little more. And I start experiencing things on different levels and, um, I feel like I probably don't go any further than that sometimes because I just don't want to. <laughs> I'm just not ready for it yet. Um, there's things that I don't want to see. There's things that I don't uh, want to experience on the daily. So I think that my filters are probably working pretty well. I don't want Vanessa's job. Right. Yeah, you don't want to channel, I no. guess. No. Yeah. no, I don't feel like I'm ready for that. Yeah, because I know a lot of things just kind of hit her out of the blue. Um, when she's least hmm. expecting it. So, yeah, I, I I don't know if I'd want that one either. But um, Yeah, he had a part before that, too. I wonder if remote viewing is like a dream state. Okay, is remote viewing like a dream state? Uh, interesting. It's what it's supposed to be. And that would be a good question for Vanessa. Um, and we've had a remote view for us uh, several times. And you know, it's not like she goes to sleep or whatever. Um I would say she kind of closes her eyes a little bit. I would think she's probably at least going into a meditative state of some kind. Of some kind, yeah. Um, She's supposed to be like tapping into the energy of the location and then interpreting that energy. And she she sees it in her mind. Well, yeah, I know that's true because there's times where we won't even tell her where we are specifically. So it's not like she can just look it up. You know, and we haven't posted anything. We always say, you know, where we are, you know, what can you, what can you tell us about the location? And she'll just be like, ding, 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 ding. You know, it's like, yeah, we're at the, we're at the cemetery. We don't even tell her that we're at a cemetery and she's like, oh yeah, you know, there's, you know, you know, these 
three boys here and she's just describing the the family perfectly um you know i just i'm tell her i'm not gonna tell you where i'm at tell me about the location okay it's a house you walk in the front door up the up the stairs to the right all the way at the end of the hall it's the most active room stuff like that um you know, we just we just had our remote view for the Mary Washington House. Shauna wasn't there for that. Um, we'll get that video up soon. There's a lot of material for that, so it's just it's been a while to put it together. Um, but I had a remote view in, and before I could even hit record on the camera, she's going on and on and on, and it's like, oh, hold on. But she was picking up stuff um, about like where the front door used to be, you know, because <laughs> the front door now is not where it actually was in. So um, apparently Mary was, that was one of the things that she was upset about was that the front door had been moved and Vanessa's picking up on this, you know, and I had told her nothing about where we were. I mean, she didn't even know that I was in Virginia at the time because I told no one, I wasn't posting anything on social media purposely. So Vanessa would have no idea where I was at. She knew I was headed to Rhode Island and that was it. And she had no clues in Virginia or anywhere I would possibly be And Boom. It's like, it's, it's pretty impressive. So yeah, I put an awful lot of, I put a lot of stock in Vanessa. Yeah. You know, she's one of those that I would consider legit. Oh, uh, for sure. There's some others that I would not, but. So uh, Tanya Rogers asked, do you think these dreams happen more often after someone dies? I think so. Um, I, I think, I mean, there's a dual nature to that. I believe, I, I think there's, a part of it that is, yes, your subconscious is grieving. It's mourning. So you're going to think of this person more often. They're going to be on your mind more. So you're going to have dreams about them that are just dreams. Um, but then also I think there are times where you are getting these visitations. You know, Sometimes they, they show up as you know an apparition in your bedroom. Um, I've heard so many stories about that that, you know, person sees you know grandma in the bedroom and they wake up the next morning and find out that they had passed away um but then there are other times where they visit you in your dreams and i've had that happen with my grandparents so um so i think it's a mix of, of both but right after they die i think it does happen more often yeah i that didn't used to happen for me yeah though but you know, now, now it does. Well, now you've become like a lot more open to it. And so that's <laughs> like what one of the questions had been, you know, as you're opening yourself up to more and more of this type of activity, you know, do you become more sensitive? And yeah, I believe you do. Um, you know, I've, I've, I've said for a long time that I have more going on with me than I ever give myself credit for. And I don't ever claim to be anything, but I have stuff going on and, as I've continued down this path, more and more things have been opening up, mm-hmm. you know? So, um, Leslie Fear says, yes, protect yourself, Shauna. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm scrolling through here. See if you guys have some questions. Um, Tanya Rogers says, Vanessa makes me giggle. Oh yeah. She's awesome. <laughs> so, um, all right, so we can get into a bit about uh, premonitions. I know I mentioned it uh, earlier um, about one particular house in investigation, uh, which is really interesting. But I mean, I've had it happen with other things as well. Um, you know, some of it is you know, like ridiculously silly. I know, but I did have a 
I had a dream about the the six Rocky movie like years before it came out. Because <laughs> um, for a long time, I mean, it had been many, many years. And so, um, you know, there were some off and on rumors about whether it was ever going to be done. And, you know, most people were saying, no, nah, it's never going to happen. But I did end up having a dream one because I was a huge Rocky fan. And I was always tapped into what was happening with the franchise. It's like when I was a little kid, um, you know, before they came out with Rocky three and, um, and I've been writing since I was seven years old. So, you know, I was a huge fan. Rocky two was out. And so I'm writing my own Rocky three where Rocky becomes friends with Apollo Creed. He ends up fighting a Russian, you know, stuff that happened three and four. And then, you know, I predicted him losing the money, but I had a dream of the sixth one years before they actually came out with it in that, um, you know, basically Adrian had, had died, uh, in the movie, which six movies starts off with, uh, with her being deceased. So, I mean, it seems, it just seems trivial. I understand that, but it's, um, it happened in a dream state. So I think it, this is kind of two things. It happened in a dream, but given all of my other experiences with what was going on with this movie franchise, and like I said, I know it's trivial, but somewhere along the way, I tapped into what uh, Carl Jung would call the collective unconscious. So it's 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 basically you know all these you know thoughts that are available to the universe that are out there, and somehow I picked up on whatever the heck the same thing that Stallone was picking up on. Like it was our it basically it's already out there in the universe, and it's just a matter of tapping into. It's kind of the idea, and so whatever the heck he was tapping into, my child mind was tapping into and somewhere along the line as an adult I think it was still kind of connected to that pulled in a little bit of that information and manifested itself as a dream and out came I mean it's basically a small premonition of a dream so um did we talk about premonitions with you um I've had some you've had some okay such as um well it's kind of a sad one but uh i had a dream of uh, someone close to me that died from a heart attack um but just literally like 30 minutes before it happened um, i had the symptoms of it like it was bad enough that i had to pull over and then um, got a phone call like 30 minutes you know uh, so mine really aren't like just mental. Like I guess, I guess it's probably because you know when I go to different venues where I feel symptoms, not really emotions so much, unless they're just really strong. Um, but I feel more symptoms than anything else. I feel like whatever it is that causes that, that's probably why. I don't know what 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 switch that is, but um, yeah, I've I've had random you know dreams about stuff that hasn't happened yet and then you know like a day or so later oh where have i seen this before you know kind of almost like that deja vu moment yeah 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 and i guess that's happened quite a few times too where i mean again it's kind of like little trivial things in a dream but then all of a sudden you're standing in that same location you know or the same series of events happen that you just saw you know pre in a previous dream and it's like what in the world yeah, and again, at least for me, there's the time lapse is just all kinds of crazy. It's like, you know, if I was to have a, a dream, 
tonight about um i don't know um making bagels or something <laughs> we'll just we'll just come up with something trivial and mm-hmm. and the the bagel that i was making was a blueberry bagel and i dropped it on the floor and as i dropped it on the floor uh the butter fell out of the fridge too or something crazy like that <laughs> you know i mean and that same thing could happen but i couldn't tell you that you know it was going to happen like next week or a month or whatever but then all of a sudden it happens exactly the same way as it happened in the dream i'm like holy crap i dreamt this but it would the time lapse i just is all over the place so uh brenda weaver has a uh, interesting story in here she says i dreamed about an old lady she said it was time for me to go i kept telling her no um she was looked like a very uh old country with uh a brick old building by her she told me i was going to have an accident and told how and what caused it you said i was going to be at cracker barrel and about five years later i had a lady sideswipe me right as i came out of the restaurant she tore up the side of my van mm. so yeah there's a premonition right there so again you have no idea how long it's going to be that's a whole five years so uh it would be nice if you got an idea you know like if it's if you're going to have a premonition like show me a date on a newspaper to go along with it or something yeah so i have forewarning um there's some others so kathy Silantos loves rocky mike don't dismiss any info you get it's all given for a reason um yeah and tanya rogers never stallion and carl young in the same sentence <laughs> i've gone there i actually have a video on the haunted road media youtube channel talking about uh how i predicted the Rocky movies. So it came out. When did I put that out? Like, I think I did it over the holidays or something. It was just something a little fun to do, a little Mike's Morning Mug video. And um, I actually, because of that video, ended up on a Rocky podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it was funny. It was a good time, though. Um, okay, Robert Hanna, do you guys get dreams of falling off a building and waking up? Those types of dreams. I had a dream. I don't know if Becca's watching or not, but I had a dream that um, I remember Becca and I were in a car. We slid on some ice in the car, and the car started diving mm. over an embankment. And I just remember like just sketching myself out of it before we hit. So that's 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 like lucid dreaming, where you're in control or right. dreams or whatever. Uh, you know, lucid dreaming is the term, but I always call it. You it's shake the etch a sketch. It's yeah, interesting it's way to like put it. Shake and it's like it's gone, but then you're going into but then I go into something else or just changing the channel or whatever. Okay. If you want to give it a TV analogy or whatever, that's. Yeah, I mean, I've done like the falling off of a building, out of an airplane, off a cliff, all kinds of that stuff. Um, I usually figure it out before I hit. I never hit. Um, a lot of times, I end up flying. It's kind of like when I end up starting to fly in a dream is like I'll be falling and falling and falling. And then I kind of realize I don't I suddenly realize in the dream I'm actually dreaming. I couldn't possibly be falling like this. And then I'll start to fly or sometimes I'll, I, I've actually pulled up before and just, OK, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, it's yeah, I, I never actually hit. Um, so the one dream. Because people always ask the or make the comment that if you you die in a dream, you die in real life. So um, that's not true. 
I've died in a dream. Um, and I believe it was a glimpse at a past life. So this is another thing that I think that we can get out of dreams are looks at past lives. Um, and maybe that one that I had before with the infinity that was saying, hey, you were this woman in a past life. I don't know. But this one with uh, when I was shot point blank in the head with a pistol. Um, it was during a it was during a war. We were out in the jungle um, shooting at the bad guys that, that are out there in the jungle. And one of them suddenly showed up right in front of me put a pistol to my forehead, pulled the trigger, and it was it was like lights out, but it was almost really like lights on because all of a sudden I saw all these just crazy vivid colors uh, all over the place, you know, like pink, purples, yellows, just it was like very psychedelic. And then it subsided and went away, and I was back in the jungle, but everybody was gone. Um, so I've taken to that. I was born in 1974. So if this is a glimpse at a past life, it could have been my past life right before this one. You think it's Vietnam War time, you know, right around then. What? What are you pointing I'm at? I'm just. You're looking at me and pointing at no, the chat no, on I'm, your phone. I'm listening to you talk, but I'm like marking okay. places <laughs> in the chat gotcha. on my own. Okay. Okay. But I'm. I don't know. You just looked at me. You pointed at the no, chat. I'm, I'm like, what? Oh, is there a comment I'm down there about this? Or? I'm, I'm pointing, but I'm listening. Okay. It's two separate events. I had no idea. Okay. But in any case, so is, to me, this was a glimpse at a past life. You know, probably the one right before this one. Could it have been another past life during another war in another jungle somewhere? Sure. So I, I can't know for certainty that it was the one right before this one. But I kind of... I, I kind of think it was, um, and it makes sense to me. So, but that's all I've ever gotten from that particular past life was the death of it. So, and that that was shown to me in a dream um, when I was a child. So, uh, imagine getting that sort of dream when you're a child. Um, see if you guys have any comments or questions. See what Shauna was pointing at in the chat. So I've been pointing to several of them. I'm marking my own spots. Chase Allen, can I sponsor you guys on my racing team? Um, shoot us an email and uh, we'll talk. We will talk. Um, Marcellus, I've had many falling dreams, supposedly linked to anxiety disorder. Yeah, I mean, there's a lot of different things out there, like the interpretation of these different things that happen in your dreams, like the whole, uh, um, you know, being naked in public sort of thing or you know kids will have dreams of going to school naked like somehow you walked out the door and forgot oh crap i needed to put clothes on <laughs> i've had that dream <laughs> i've never had that dream. i've had the dream a few times and, and they do say it's related to anxiety disorder and given some of the crap that i went through in my childhood at school i could certainly see that so um what else you guys got um Stacy Kamiski with a dream with a red door with a doorknob in the middle and going down the stairs. There's mirrors on the walls, a very bad feeling. Then I was 13, my uncle asked me to help him on a job that was fixing up a house, so I went to help him, and when I was there, I, it felt weird. I had to go to the basement, and there was the red door with the doorknob in the middle in the mirrored walls. Wow, interesting. So another premonition type of a dream. Um, yeah. 
So Sherry says that your dad says that you used to have the same dream for years as a child. So, um, so recurring dreams. Um, so I've had those and those are almost kind of like, I, I don't know if it's subconscious telling you, you need to fix something or do something, or if there's a part of the universe that's saying you need to do this. Um, because I've had that type of stuff before where I'd, I'd keep having a recurring recurring dreams, not necessarily the same dream over and over again, but like the same person appearing over and over and over again um, within my dreams. And so, um, you know, and a lot of times it was a person that I was in the middle of having some sort of tiff with or we hadn't talked to in a while because we had an argument or a disagreement or something. And so... I'd keep having the dream over and over again and then <clears throat> go talk to that person finally and kind of iron some things out and then the dreams would stop. Um, so this has actually kind of happened to me recently. Um, and Shonda's the only one that really knows that this has happened with, I, I was having like a series of nightmares for a long, long time. Um, and a lot of times it was uh, with my kids, and there's 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 they're they're grown, but there's things that happened in the past with my ex and all that that kind of made a you know kind of a mess. Um, I saw my son Chase here, who's one of the ones I'm having to you know kind of iron things out with and, and work on things with. Um, I saw him, visited him in Maryland here. Um, when I was on my way out to, to Ocean State. Um, not really a side trip. I made a side trip out of it. That's when I went to the Mary Washington house and I made a side trip to go see him. Um, you know, cause it's not on the way to Rhode Island. And since then, those nightmares have kind of subsided. I've still had a couple here or there, but not as often as they were having. So I don't know if subconscious or universe saying you need to work on some stuff here. And so I went there and saw him and, it, it's helped it's helped so so sometimes i think you need to kind of listen to those dreams that the same person keeps recurring in your dream over and over again and you guys have like some friction going on maybe just sit down with that person and talk to them and work some things out and maybe those dreams will start to subside so um all right so Okay, Chase Allen. Sorry, internet killed out. What did you guys say about my racing team? Yeah, uh, Chase, go ahead and uh, and email us, and we will talk uh, for sure. So Sherry says, I've always heard the color red means significance for something like something you need to do, pay attention to. Um, yeah, there's there's people that have published uh, books, websites, all that stuff on what colors are supposed to mean in your dreams. Um, of course, then again, there were people that said you don't dream in color, which we know is untrue. I've only um, dreamed in color. Yeah, I, I, I don't know where the black and white thing came from, but that was that was the rumor when we were kids. You know, it was. But um, I mean, I don't know if specific colors mean specific things. You know, it's. I mean, really, the colors of my dreams seem associated with items that they're supposed to be like the grass is green and the, the trees are green and you know when the spider was tearing at my face the blood was red you know <laughs> um the jungle was green you know so 
Yeah, I don't know if the colors really mean anything specific. I mean, I had that when I got shot in the head, it was all different kinds of colors. You know, did those really mean anything or was it just kind of the idea that you just died, you're going somewhere. <laughs> you're warping somewhere. I don't know. <laughs> um, so, um, Leslie Fear, I think recurring dreams can reflect fear, at least for me, because my purse is always stolen. <laughs> Oh, wow. So, um, let's see. Marcellus Walensky. I've had a few recurring dreams in the past. Don't remember doing anything different. Universe probably just gave up on me learning. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, maybe there's that. I don't know. Um, Robert Hanna. Can inhuman entities really enter our dreams like I've heard on so many documentaries? Oh, boy. Okay. So, um, can they enter your dreams? Have any of you guys read Ghost Story and Case Files? There is a section in that book that doesn't appear because Ghost Story and Case Files book is a compilation of all the single ebooks that I sold with the Ghost Story and Case Files. And then I threw some extras in the back of the book. One of them was the Dream Journal. And so I actually describe a lot of the dreams that I just did, but there's another one in there about the end of the world and a specific dream that I had about this. Now, it could have just been my mind playing around. Um, and, and I know where you're going with this, Robert, and I'll get to it in a minute, but um, just another story. And basically, um, I knew it was the end of the world and that this was the final battle. And there were basically us, like the good guys, versus demons. And we're all flying around. Um, and I come face to face with this one that's, you know, I mean, he was nasty, ugly looking thing. He's got the horns and the ugly face and all that stuff going on. And I was in my dream, I was thinking this was Satan. I mean, it could have just been a demon or whatever. And I remember saying to him, um, you're something to the effect of, you know, you're just all pissed off because, you know, when this is all said and done, you're not going to exist anymore. And then we would just start duking it out. Um. And then after this fight happened and everything settled down and all the demons are gone, I was actually back in my old neighborhood walking around and it was just like very peaceful, very calm. And it was, the, there was the colors on the trees like fall. I mean, I used to live in New England, Massachusetts where the colors were amazing. And so it was just, oh, we're all done. We're happy now. <laughs> it's kind of that. Uh, but I got face to face with a demon in that dream. Whether... That was an inhuman spirit coming into my dream or not, or just me having a fanciful dream. Shit, if that was a premonition, I don't know. But, <laughs> um, yeah, so people, people do worry about inhuman spirits trying to inhabit your body while you're sleeping. Um, and I've heard a couple of counts. In fact, I was actually just writing about that last night that's when i couldn't fall asleep with the story that i was finishing up on about um i told you about that guy jim that i knew um when i went to louisiana and um so he basically had a uh, a girl that he was i can't remember if he was actually living with her they were just dating and she was sleeping over or whatever the heck was going on but she was in bed with him um had fallen asleep and so she her body started twisting and contorting got paralyzed for a while while it was doing this it was kind of part of the sleep paralysis chapter and started 
basically ended up looking something that was not her in different form all of that started uh, like growling at him it started cursing at him things like this and he just like grabbed her by the shoulder said i don't know who the fuck you are we need to get the fuck out of her right now um left after a minute or two of of this back and forth um then she returned to normal so this is something people fear and honestly that's i mean shit i've been collecting you know stories and talking to people for years and years and years and that's like the one story I've ever heard like that. I mean, it sounds like something out of a movie, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, this, this story was shared with me back in 1995, so it's been a while, um, but it's the only one I've ever heard like that. So I don't think it's something to really fear. I think it's something rare, and if it was an inhuman spirit, I mean, no, it sounds like it. Um, I mean, for all we know, it, it could have even been like a, like a human spirit, you know, somebody else trying to get in there. Not necessarily inhuman, but, you know, it, it could be something like maybe she had medium abilities and she had the ability to channel and she didn't know how to safeguard herself from that ability to channel. And we talk a lot about how psychic mediums look like a beacon to the spirit world. And so it could very well be that there was a, a nasty guy spirit that saw this beacon flashing and you know, entered her body because she had the ability to channel and she might not have known it. Maybe didn't know how to prevent it, safeguard herself from it. I know Vanessa struggles with it at times, you know, and and Vanessa's seasoned and trained. So it could have been something like that. But I think somebody like, I've, I've woken up before to the feeling that something was trying to like press into me, uh, but it never actually happened. Um, so it's it's very rare that it's only happened to me like maybe I don't know two or three times, um, and most people don't ever have that happen to them at all. So it's a good question, but what do you think? I don't ever worry about that. She doesn't ever worry about it. You've probably never had it happen to you. No. Yeah. I've never had it happen to me. I don't really feel I've been, you know, overwhelmed by stuff at investigations, and, and but I've. You know, they're just too much of, you know, certain energies around me, but I've never really, I guess maybe my shield, my filters are just, you know, working so that I don't see or feel some of that stuff. And I'm good with that. And I'm mad about it because I don't really want to. <laughs> nope. No. All right. I, I see there's some other questions down there in the chat, but we are over our hour. So, um, we are going to have to wrap it up, but it's and the questions I'm seeing in there are ones that we can actually work into topics for other shows. So, um, you know, there's stuff in there about old hag syndrome and all that, which is definitely like shadow people type stuff. Um, that I've been writing a ton on lately, so uh, we'll get into some more of that stuff. I mean, it's beyond the shadow, so obviously we're going to talk shadow people stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, we kicked this off with dreams. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, we, well, actually, we kicked it off last week with Vanessa and Gwen with uh, with their relics, but um, we don't usually have guests on this particular show. So this was the first Beyond the Shadows with just the two of us. 